A successful retirement plan begins with assembling the right set of tools. Finding the proper ones for the job will allow you to drill down on your goals and nail down your future. Scott Searles, certified wealth strategist and owner of Skybox Financial Group, constructs retirement plans for clients every day and will share that knowledge and insight with you. It's time to open the retirement toolbox and get to work. Got another great episode of the Retirement Toolbox on the way. We're going to be talking about taxes and retirement on the show today. And hey, we're taking things back to basics. Most common retirement planning questions about taxes will be our topic of conversation. Uh, we're also going to have a great question later on in the program from Charlotte. Charlotte is 60, would love to retire, but uh, seems like everybody else is waiting till later in life. And so she's just feeling hesitant about doing it that early. I think that's a great question. We're going to dive into mm-hmm. that one as well on today's show. Plus some more fun on the agenda. Uh, Walter Storholt here with Scott Searles. He is a financial advisor and the president of Skybox Financial Group, serving you in the greater Cleveland area. Also has an office in Bradenton, Florida. And you can get in touch at any time by going to skyboxfinancialgroup.com to learn more information. Scott, good to be with you this week. What's up in your world? Walter, when do we not have more fun on the agenda on these podcasts? We always have more fun on Absolutely. the agenda. Absolutely. A little less than it used to be because we don't do the TV and movie review like we yeah, used to. Yeah, I know. I know. Well, it's because I just, you know, I just not watching TV. I mean, the, the pandemic's over. I'm out, you know, out doing stuff. We, we, just, we developed better habits after the, some bad pandemic habits. Yeah, That's right. And I, I try to read and I fall right to sleep. So, you know, maybe I should, you know, actually start to watch more TV to keep myself awake. There you go. Uh, well, I don't know. I mean, t- TV can be just as much kryptonite for sleeping, right? So, that's true. That's true. Depending but, on what you're watching. Yeah, and and it's coming up on Thanksgiving. I mean, it's one of my favorite holidays. So uh, certainly excited for that, too. If anyone's listened to the show over the years, they certainly know that you are a big fan of the holiday, Scott. And uh, imagine your plans are similar this year. Got a big gathering ready and some good eats. Yep, big gathering, going to smoke a turkey. Uh, this year, my wife said that we usually do two turkeys, one in the oven and one on the smoker. But over the past few years, the turkey that I smoked has become more popular and goes quickly ah. compared to the regular oven turkey. So this year, she says we're going to do the bigger turkey on the smoker and the smaller one in the oven. So it does make me a little nervous. Now I'm handling a bigger bird. You know, I don't want to you know make sure I, I do it properly and do it for you know as long as I need to. But uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, that's a great point, Scott, and I think that is, uh, I think you're going to be able to handle it, the bigger bird, no big issues there. You've, you've got it handled, my friend. I'm not worried about you. Okay, well, you know what? That's why there's always a backup bird. Well, that's very true. That way, at least you still have a little turkey hanging out, right? <laughs> that's right. I love it. I love it. Well, let's dive into our main topic of conversation today, Scott, and dive into this uh, retirement planning and taxes conversation. And we want to cover some of the most common retirement planning questions about taxes on today's show, because as we approach the end of the year, I think saving money on taxes naturally becomes a bigger focus for many people. And we want to broaden the scope out for this particular episode, however. And not just focus on like end of year tax messaging, but Mm -hmm. really talk about some of the most common, it doesn't matter what time of year, but most common retirement planning questions about taxes. So we're going to talk about some of the mistakes to avoid, uh, how to incorporate tax planning into your overall financial plan. And I hope we can illustrate, Scott, maybe the significant difference that this can make with somebody's tax savings in retirement. So it should be a lot of fun. 
All right, so a lot of people wonder if there are strategies they can use while they're still working to improve their tax situation down the road. How do you usually respond to those kinds of questions? Well, you know what? I I think one of the big situations is trying to accumulate tax-free money. Because if you want to get into retirement and you want to have flexibility, because we don't know exactly what taxes are going to be in retirement. We only really know what taxes are going to be this year. You know, we've got the current tax codes. They're set, they're set up to sunset at the end of 2025. So that'll be the last year where we're going to have the exemptions and the, the lower tax rates. And then in 2026, they're scheduled to go back up. Now, so we really don't know. So if we can avoid that, if we can take that uncertainty off the table, because we want to have certainty when we get to retirement, having tax-free money takes all that out of the equation. It doesn't matter what they do with taxes. We can help to fund our retirement by utilizing tax-free money. So building and accumulating tax-free money whether it's through your your 401k at work using the Roth option or doing conversions and managing your tax bracket is going to be extremely helpful for you when you get into retirement. It's a big topic of conversation when it comes to taxes and retirement, that is for sure. I imagine another common question that you get, Scott, is am I going to have as many deductions in retirement as I did while working? How does that hold true for folks? Well, you know what? It, it's you, you generally aren't. There's a couple of things we need to discuss here. The current tax code now has got, and everybody gets a exemption, okay, depending on your age. And for most people, that is more in retirement than it used the old system where they used to itemize. You used to write off your mortgage, you used to write off your charitable deductions. You know, and all that stuff you would itemize. Well, now most people, when they're in retirement, they're not going to have those big mortgage payments. They're not going to have as much to itemize. So the exemptions now work out much better for them and allow them to reduce their, their overall taxes. But now if those tax laws change and we go back to the old system, it's going to hurt a lot of retirees because they're not going to have as many things to itemize. So the deductions aren't going to be as plenty in retirement if we go kind of go back to that old system. But even more than that, though, is that when I started back in this business almost 30 years ago, and we used to, you know, we were taught that you save all your money in your retirement plan at work. And then when you retire, you're going to be in a lower tax bracket. And then that's when you can use that money. It doesn't look like that's going to be the case anymore, Walter. That's a great point, Scott. And I think if that's not the case anymore, you know, that's just one of these layers that I imagine is going to be a common theme in these different topics that we discuss, Scott, um, where we're just seeing a changing landscape, right? And you just take out one of these variables and it can really change somebody's plan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And, and 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 it just magnifies with time. Little changes now make big differences later on in the future. Most people, Scott, assume that their taxes are going to be lower in retirement. We've talked about that topic before, mm-hmm. and it kind of goes hand in hand with that deductions topic. And is there a free? Can you put your finger on a number, like how often people are right about that? I mean, how many people is that truly the case for, or does reality not usually match up with that expectation? Taxes are usually lower in retirement for people that have got less means. 
and, and what I mean by that is if they're just getting Social Security and they don't really need to spend a lot of money, then generally their taxes are going to be pretty low. But if you've got some investments, you've got a portfolio, you've got an IRA where at age 72, you have to start taking money out. That's when those, those taxes become much higher. And then the other thing is an, is that what a lot of people don't think about is if you're a married couple right now, you're in the joint taxes, you're in the joint tax brackets. If one of you pass away, you slip down to the single tax brackets where that has got a huge impact on how much taxes you're paying. So if one spouse passes away, that remaining spouse is most likely going to be paying more in taxes uh, than they than they anticipated. Well, that's interesting. And I think that's another thing to keep in context through the rest of these questions, because all this does tie together. And that leads us to another common question about taxes. Are all of my retirement accounts taxed the same? There's a lot of confusion about that, isn't there? Yeah. And, and, you know, there are basically two different types of retirement accounts. You're going to have your pre-tax accounts, which are going to be your normal 401k, your IRA, your 403b, your simples, your SEPs, all the normal types of retirement accounts where you don't pay taxes when you make the contribution, you pay taxes when you take the money out. Then you've got the other side of the coin, which I've talked about already, which is the Roth options, where everything, you pay taxes when you put the money in, and then it grows. And then when you take it out, it's all going to be tax-free. So it's that whole idea of paying on this. Do you want to pay taxes on the seed or on the harvest? So a Roth IRA, you pay taxes on the seed, it grows into a harvest, and your harvest is all tax-free. In theory, it's going to be a lot more, right? On the other hand, you've got your normal retirement plans, your your regular 401k, not the Roth, and then IRAs and, and SEPs and SIMPLES and, and 403Bs, and we can go on and on. There's tons of them. You don't pay taxes on the seed. You wait to pay taxes on the harvest, which is going to be much larger than just the seed. So having a balance between these different types of accounts gives you a lot of flexibility because they are taxed differently when you take money out of there. Good points across the board here, Scott. And uh, these are why we are covering all of these questions, uh, because they are so important to understand as you go into retirement, some of these different nuances. You don't have to be an expert in this stuff, especially if you're working with someone who is an expert in this stuff. Um, But it's helpful to just at least have a working knowledge. Uh, Let's maybe uh, pause here from all these common questions, Scott, and maybe you can give us an example or two of maybe just a bad tax mistake that you've seen people make with their investments that could have have been easily avoided if they'd talked to you first. Anything in particular come to mind? Boy, how much time do we have on this well, podcast? Well, we, we mean... can go. There's no <laughs> no time constraints. You can go as long as you want to. I may well, have to I... go get a snack at some points, but I can just let it keep recording and uh, you know walk away if you need. I'll hear you eating your snack while, while, <laughs> while I'm, while I have a podcast. mute button. Oh, okay. Um, no, but no, there are a lot of mistakes that that people miss make, and a lot of them come down to the fact that when you retire, you've got a 401k where the majority of people accumulate most of their assets and their retirement plans from work. Well, when you retire, you have an opportunity to roll that over. And that's where I see a lot of the mistakes. 
I just had somebody that came to me just last week. They came, we sat down in the office. They had retired about a year ago. And they had, they were with a big company and they had a bunch of company stock. Well, what he did is he just sold it and rolled over all that money to the IRA. He missed a golden opportunity there because it's called a net unrealized appreciation. He could have taken his shares of stock and transferred the shares of stock out of the plan into a regular taxable brokerage account. And he would have paid income taxes on the, his cost basis, the amount he paid for it. And then the rest of it would have been treated as capital gains tax, which could be zero or 15% or higher, depending on your tax bracket. So he missed out on that great opportunity by simply just rolling it over. So now it's all going to eventually be taxed as ordinary income, as opposed to having a portion of it taxed as capital gains. Yeah, another one too, right along the lines with those rollovers is after tax contributions. A lot of people maybe had contributed over what their limits were because they were a highly compensated employee and they have after tax money in their 401k plan. Most people don't realize you can roll that after-tax money over into a Roth IRA and let it continue to grow tax-free for you until you pay taxes on that later in the future. So those are just a couple things that I see. Those are the most common, and they relate to when someone retires and they're doing their 401k rollover, You know, they could make mistakes that cost them tens of thousands of dollars in extra taxes that they didn't necessarily need to pay. And wow. I, I always have a saying, tip your server, not the IRS. We are all entitled to pay what we're, we need to pay in taxes, but people by not planning and making simple mistakes end up paying more than they need to, to the IRS. So tip your server, not the IRS. I love that saying and that mentality. That's great, Scott. Uh, good takeaways there. All right, if you have any questions for Scott, we've got a few more of these mistakes to cover, but want to remind you, you can always reach out to him by calling 888-742-0111 or go to skyboxfinancialgroup.com for more information. Another tax retirement planning common question, is there a way to get tax-free income in retirement? Absolutely. I mean, who doesn't? I, I love tax-free income. So I can see yes. why that's a popular question. Yeah. I mean, there certainly is. And the whole goal is that ultimately we would love to have a tax-free retirement. So if you can reduce the balance of your 401k or your IRA enough that your requirement of distribution when you become age 72 is below that standard exemption, you would pay no income taxes on your Social Security, as well as if you've got Roth money, that's all tax-free. In reality, you could have a whole, all of your income in retirement could be tax-free, and you would pay no income taxes at all for the rest of your life in retirement. And your kids, when, that, when they inherit that money, are going to pay very little, if any, taxes at all. Mm, great points there, Scott. All right, one more common question for you. Should I move to an income tax-free state? Right? That's been a lot of things before, people wanting to move to a state that doesn't have that income tax. Yeah. I mean, and I get that all the time. And having an office in Ohio and in Florida, I have a lot of people that 
obviously there's other reasons why people move. I guess there are people out there that move just for taxes, but you know, I actually had a client of mine that bought a place not too long ago uh, down in Bonita Springs, down in Florida, from up here in Ohio, and did that because he was going to make that his primary residence. He was still actually working, so he could work from home, work wherever he wanted to, to avoid those income taxes down in Florida, because he made a good living, and the tax difference really was a big chunk of what he was going to have to pay, you know, as far as his mortgage and everything on the new place down there. So there are advantages to the tax-free state, but that shouldn't be your sole reason why you just moved there. Great point, Scott. And I, I really think that, you know, this all comes together, all these different common retirement and tax planning questions. Maybe we can end this with a nice story. Can you tell us about a time when a tax planning strategy that you used for somebody made a significant difference in somebody's retirement plan? Kind of show us how all this works together. Yeah, absolutely. And, and there, I just uh, had somebody in uh, a new client that it was actually referred to me from, from somebody else. And we sat down and they accumulated a big balance in their 401k plan. And they, they, weren't, they weren't quite ready to retire. They're a few years away. So what we did is we developed a strategy where we're going to start to convert some of their IRA money to Roth. And we're going to do it over time. We're not going to do it in one big chunk. And we're going to manage their tax brackets. So what when I ran the numbers, it actually will save them about $50,000 in taxes over their lifetime and increase their portfolio value about a half a million dollars throughout that whole time period because we're going to have more money growing tax-free and we're not going to have to pay taxes on the harvest later on. So what that actually allowed them to do is gives them more money in their retirement. So it's going to allow them to have a better lifestyle and it's going to allow them to retire a little bit earlier if they want to. And the other thing we discussed was them retiring early because they also had some money that was in a normal brokerage account that was not in an IRA or a Roth or anything. So they could retire earlier than they thought. We can use that regular brokerage account money to fund their retirement. Then we're going to artificially drop their tax rate super low and allow us to do more Roth conversions. So that was just one example that I had of somebody came in that that's the tax planning aspect of everything makes a huge difference for them in the quality of life they're going to have in their retirement. Great story, Scott, and thank you again for sharing that with us. And if you would like to experience a similar story, you know, if you don't have a great plan in place for how to handle taxes in your retirement plan, that's a great indicator that it's time to meet with an advisor who can help show you maybe where some of the gaps in your plan are, especially when it comes to taxes, how to improve that situation moving forward and incorporate it into a full financial plan. Uh, it's what Scott calls the worry-free retirement blueprint, where you can really get that foundation built for your financial future. If you'd like to talk to him about going through that planning process, you can do that by going to talktoscott.com. Schedule a free consultation that way. That's talktoscott.com. You can also call him at 888-742-0111. And as always, we'll put the description uh, in the description of today's show. We'll put all that contact information. But definitely go to talktoscott.com and schedule that time to visit. Ask the questions that are on your mind about retirement and financial planning. Good breakdown on taxes and retirement planning today. Coming up next, we're going to get to know Scott a little bit better. 
It's getting to know you time. All right, Scott, this week's question is a fun one and a simple one. What's your favorite room in your house? Well, that's a trick question because I have several favorite rooms in my house. And no, Walter, it is not the bathroom. <laughs> I thought that uh, was going to be the answer. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, you know, so my, my, down in our basement, we've got a big 120-inch like projection screen, little home oh, theater kind nice. of thing going on. I love to go down there and watch movies. That's definitely but, better than the bathroom. Yes. But the problem is that my wife doesn't like to go down there because it's in the basement. It's dark. She feels like she's like disconnected on you know everything else going on in the that's house. That's the point. But you go down there and watch like. movies and get disconnected. Yeah, that's right. So I also like the family room where our main TV is because most of the time we do watch TV up there, and that's where we all gather as a family. So you know when you're down there in the home theater, you know like when my wife and kids are watching some show I don't want to watch, like The Bachelor. Patchner Paradise or any of that dancing with star stuff. I go down the basement and I watch something and I enjoy my quiet time down there. But in the same token, I love the family room because that is where we all hang out together. Well, it just sounds like you got a couple of good spaces there. I do spend some time in. So that's great. That's fantastic. Bathroom's not bad either. Bathroom's not bad. Well, that's good. Yeah. Especially if you have a nice bathroom. I mean, that really, <laughs> really changes the dynamic. I mean, especially if you got a really good shower. I mean, you're you're in good shape there. Absolutely. Uh, let's see. I don't let's see. We you know, we moved and so we're renting right now, so it's a little bit different situation than our old house. So I would say, though, in this uh, in the rental house, my favorite room is, I guess, the living room. It's a pretty simple rental house. There's not a whole lot of craziness going on there. But it's kind of a sunken living room, and, and it, I've never mm-hmm. had one of those. So it's, it's kind of a cool feel. It's almost like that going down to the basement sort of feel to it. Right, but yet right. you're still connected to everything. You can still see the kitchen and... It's got a lot of good natural light. So, yeah, I'll go with that as my favorite room. Uh, a less exciting answer than normal. I could go well, with the garage, maybe. I like the garage a lot. But. Yeah, I do like my garage, yeah, too. Yeah. Uh, in any event, there you go. Uh, all right, more coming up on the show today. And up next, maybe my favorite part, because we get to answer one of your questions on the show. we got a good question, in fact, coming from Charlotte next. It's time for the mailbag. We want to hear from you. So Charlotte says, I'm 60 and I'd love to retire. And I think I probably could. But it just seems like everyone I know waits until they're at least 65 or 66. So is it a bad idea to retire now? You know what, Charlotte? That's a great question. And no, it's not a bad idea to retire now. I can understand the fear, though, of retirement. I talk to people about it all the time. And, you know, if all your friends, maybe they have to wait to 55, 66. That was, that was like the, the normal date, right? Because that's when you were eligible for Social Security and you get on Medicare uh, at 65. So that's one thing you need to worry about. Not worry, but you need to plan for is that if you do retire at age 60, Charlotte, and I have a bunch of people that we figure out ways that they can do that. If you do retire at 60, you have to make sure you've got health insurance for five years. And, um, you also make, have to make sure that, you know, obviously you have enough funds, but no, I mean, if you want to retire, do it. I'm all in favor for people retiring as early as they possibly can because you know we don't know how long we're going to be on this earth. Enjoy yourself. 
Love it, Scott. And uh, it's a great way to look at that question from Charlotte there. And Charlotte, thank you for sending that one in to us. And that's the best thing. You know, you don't have to just sit there and wonder and guess, could I retire now? Do I need to retire now? Or can I wait a couple of years? I mean, those are the kinds of questions you're getting figured out when you come in and meet with an advisor like Scott Searles. So if you've got questions, want to come in, get some answers, talk to Scott. Uh, In fact, that's the website address. Again, talktoscott.com. That's where you can schedule a free consultation. See if uh, Scott would be a great partner to work with on your retirement plan. See if you're a good fit for one another. And if so, you can walk through the planning process. Uh, All you have to do to get in touch again is pick up the phone, give them a call at 888-742-0111 or go to talktoscott.com. And we're going to link to all that information in the description of today's show so you can find that easily as well. Well, Scott, thank you for sharing your expertise with us today. Enjoyed the conversation with you. Enjoy your Thanksgiving and all of that exciting stuff that's uh, coming up over the next couple of weeks. And uh, we'll look forward to chatting with you soon. I will, Walter. You too. Happy Thanksgiving. Thanks so much. And for Scott Searles, I'm Walter Storholt. We'll see you next time on the Retirement Toolbox. Go Browns. Investment advisory services provided by Skybox Asset Management, LLC.